Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Well, welcome back, uh, Wisdom and Stuff podcast. Praise God. This is Daryl Boucher, and it's a glorious day today. And um, Today we're going to get into a little bit of, I don't know, there's so many subjects I love to teach on, uh, but there's so many things that have just changed my life over the years. And one of the things, I, I love to teach on prayer so much, and there's so many different aspects of prayer. It's not complicated. It's just communication. And uh, there's different forms of communication. There's, there's you know, verbal communication. There's body language. There's, you know, just, uh, you know, whatever, music. There's, uh, you know, there, there's entertainment. There's, you know, uh, there's all kinds of different communication. And there's all kinds of different prayers. And, and all of them should be fun, and they should be, uh, they should change the world, though. They're, they're, you know, prayer is designed to allow us to, um, you know, get God involved in everything that we're doing. And one of the things I think that is is such a key thing to prayer is the aspect on of waiting upon the Lord, and this is something that um, that I think I don't know for me anyway. The Lord's really obviously grown me up a lot in this in this area um, because 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 you know you hear a lot of things and and you what you have to do for yourself is you need to find out what God. What, what aspect of it God wants you to walk out in your life. And it doesn't mean that everybody else is wrong. It just means they have their own aspect. You know, it's like there's, there's uh, uh, you know, different, every, every, every member of the body of Christ, whether it be my, my hand or my foot or my pancreas or my liver, it, you know, we all have the same blood flowing through our veins, but we appropriate that differently. You know, we have different muscles around the bones and different things happen and different organs do different things. And so, uh, so, you know, whatever the principle is, it's going to look, uh, you know, in some ways unique in your life. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean I have to be against what everybody else is doing. That's a ditch people can get in. I just, I just need to understand. I, I'm totally in favor of what a lot of other people are doing, of course, but at the same time, you know, it, it may, it may look fairly unique on you and I, you know, and so, so you find out what asks, how it looks in your life. And then at the same time, you don't get closed off to, you know, growing in those areas and saying, okay, well last year, here's how I walked in it. But this year I walk in it a little bit differently because I'm growing. And so, so my, my understanding of things is different, you know, just like, you know, when I was 18, that's when I actually got my first car. And, uh, and now, and, and I, and I had a driver's license, you know, I actually didn't get my license till 18, but, uh, but I, I got my car, got my license and, um, and so I began to drive. And so I began doing that at 18 years old. Well, now, you know, decades have gone by. My relationship to driving is different than what it was when I was 18. My relationship to cars is different. You know, it doesn't mean I was wrong back then. It just means I grew, you know, and so you the principles in our life in the kingdom that we should be growing in those things and i think a lot of times what happens is we kind of get stuck in a rut of things where we we hear a principle you know and god genuinely speak to speaks to us about a principle and then we just like stop growing in that area because we know that god spoke to us and and he even gave us revelation on it and it gave us a great victory in the at the time but you understand there's more victory to come and there's more revelation to come and so the the my understanding of 
it. I don't just need to rehash old things just so that I can refresh them or bring them back to my my memory necessarily. I need to allow the Holy Spirit to bring things to my remembrance so I can walk in 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 a higher aspect of those things, in a in in a in an adjusted aspect, in a in a growing aspect. And I think sometimes people are like, well, you know what? I I've been praying in tongues ever since I was you know uh you know you know, 14 years old. And, you know, I, I love praying in tongues. Well, has it changed? Has, has your tongues, you know, actually, has, has it grown? It says in, 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 you know, first Corinthians, it says that we should excel in the gifts of the spirit. That means we actually grow in them. It says, seek that you might excel in these things. And so, so, uh, uh, you know, there's just, uh, different aspects that we get into, uh, in different, different subjects and don't just throw things out because you haven't heard about them or, or, or whatever, just allow the Holy spirit to say, okay, you know, what, what, what part of this is, is something I'm supposed to be actually appropriating in my life and how to do that. And then how is it going to look? It's still going to be unique to you, but it just needs to grow, you know? And so anyway, Today, when I'm talking about waiting upon the Lord, I think this is it's such a valuable part of our life, but I don't know if we, we necessarily grow in how that looks. We don't necessarily grow in, in you know, how what's the, what's the practical way to do that, and, and really, what should be the benefit of this? Uh, because when we think of waiting in Western cultures, we think of sitting and like waiting in a doctor's office, you know, or, you know, waiting, you know, at a restaurant or whatever, but we're waiting for somebody else to do something. And we end up being very inactive at that time. Like we're just like, we're inactive and we have asked for something and now we're waiting for that to come and we're waiting or we're at an appointment and we're waiting to be seen or whatever. But, but our role in the waiting in those, those, you know, uh, environments of our life our role in that context is inactive. And I want to tell you right now, there is never a role of inactivity in the kingdom of God. It doesn't mean that, that we don't do things from a place of rest, but inactivity is not ever part of the context of what we're doing, okay? Um, sometimes when we cast things over onto the Lord, we stop doing something, but then we we literally uh, take that same amount of energy and we focus it on something else. And... Um, and, 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 you know, so that, that can look like just resting where we're like literally saying, okay, let me just put my mind at rest. Let's labor to enter into that rest. But it's a very active place. And, uh, and so waiting upon the Lord is not inactive. Okay. And I, I, I would prefer to, to look at it as, as it was like, uh, um, you know, uh, a waiter or a waitress, uh, at our, at a restaurant, they're waiting on us, but they're not inactive. Right, but yet what we what we say is they're waiting on us. You know, they're 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 coming, they're bringing us our food, or they're they're coming and they're giving us our check, or they're doing whatever they're doing. But uh, but they're not inactive, and so I, I I think when we think of waiting upon the Lord, that's that's the context that's more accurate than just sitting and waiting for Him to do something. And over in uh, you know the the text that that we that we look upon there's there's a few different texts that mention waiting upon the lord but the the main and most popular one i think is in isaiah chapter 40 where it says uh but those that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength and they will mount up as wings with wings as eagles and they shall run and uh not be weary and they shall walk and not faint now here he he literally says those that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength and if you go back you know into that into that context just a few verses you find out the context of it is uh, that Israel is is basically they're they're afraid because they're about to be attacked by uh, you know another invading army, and so they've heard rumors about this and they're kind of getting freaked out. And God, He literally you know for the first 
you know, most of the chapter for the first, you know, three quarters or whatever, maybe seven eighths of the chapter, he literally is saying, maybe you don't know who I am. Maybe you don't realize who you have a covenant with. He goes, I'm the almighty God. You know, and he begins talking about how he formed everything and he's all these different things and how, how he literally, he's like, he's good. Maybe you just don't know. Maybe you haven't heard about me. Maybe you just don't know who I am in this. And he's trying to encourage them and almost like just, you know, just just draw them into a place of meditating on who he is. Because when you begin to understand who he really is, instead of just a figurative role, he's not Santa Claus. He's not just a figurative God up in heaven. He's not just a, a, a figurehead, like a politician, you know, who is who's up there but doesn't do anything. This is the Almighty God. He's he is the one who created the heavens and the earth. He's the one literally who can he could create and destroy the earth a billion times over in a millisecond and do it for a million years over and over and over and over and over again, trillions of times, and never ever, ever, ever wane in power one iota. His power would never even dip, not one ounce, because he is power. And so when you go back and just meditate Isaiah chapter 40, because he's going, man, maybe you just haven't heard about me. Because you're acting like you didn't hear about me. You're acting like you don't know who I am. You're acting like you don't you don't understand that I'm the Almighty God. And so he begins just talking about how big he is, not puffing himself up, but so that people would understand what kind of covenant they have. And but then at the end of this, he says, he says that, you know, verse 30, um, oh, let me just, let me just write, read there verse 28. He says, you know, have you not known, have you not heard uh, you know, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he faints not, neither is weary, and there's no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, here he is. He's talking about how big he is, how mighty he is, how powerful he is, and then he starts talking about waiting upon the Lord. Now, you know, we know in in the in the Hebrew that the term waiting upon the Lord, or the term wait there, it literally means to to bind together as by twisting. It literally means to bind yourself together so that you. Um, it's it's it, the the picture that I get when I when I um when I when I read that definition of it is like. You know, like like a baker who's making a braided piece of bread. You know, like like they 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 twist two two pieces of bread together and they bake it. And then when you pull it out of the oven, you can't tell. You know, kind of like I mean, even though you can see the braid, you can't necessarily tell which one's which because they're so they're so you know basically formed together. They bake together, and uh, and that's how this is. This is like people who are bound together as by twisting. You're literally twisting together so much that you can't tell one from the other. That's what it means to be waiting upon the Lord, where you're not just inactive waiting for him to do something, you're literally, you're binding yourself together with him. You're literally coming and you're communing with him and you're you're literally binding yourself together with him so that you can't tell. You can't tell you from him. You you can't tell where he stops and you begin and where you stop and he begins because you're so bound together with him. And he goes, and, and the result of this is that you renew your strength. That actually doesn't mean just to get charged up again. That means to exchange your strength, to get a different form of strength. That's why he says right before this, the youths will faint and be weary, and the young men will utterly fall. But 
those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. He goes, even he goes, even the youths, even even the or on um, my cousin Vinny, the youths, as it were. Um, but anyway, um, so even the youths uh, would you know they'll utterly fall or or they'll faint because. Even the things in the earth that look like they will never run out of juice, eventually they're going to run out of juice. Eventually, they're just going to stop. They're, they, you know, and uh, they're going to get tired. They're going to wear out. They're going to drain because everything on this earth that is actually fueled by earthly power eventually runs out of power. God never runs out of power. Okay, He is power. He is the source of all power. So He never ever wanes in power, and that's why He says, "When you renew your strength, you're literally exchanging." earthly power for God's power. And he goes, that's why he says, and they will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and never be weary and they will walk and never faint. And so, so he's saying, listen, there's a strength available to us. There's literally a strength and there's an empowerment available to us that, that he's saying, you're going to, he goes, you're going to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and not faint, which means he goes, it doesn't matter how much activity you actually partake of, no matter how much exertion you're actually it's coming out of you whether you're walking or running or whatever you're doing it will not determine your level of strength that you still have praise god do you see that he's literally saying he's going there is a strength available to you as a christian as somebody who has a covenant with god there's a there's a strength available where you tap into that strength by waiting upon the lord and that strength means that that you are not looking at your gas level you're not looking at your gas gauge by how long you've worked how much you've run how much you have to do by thinking well i can only get this much done because once i get that much done i'm going to have less energy i'm going to have i'm gonna i'm gonna you know have have less le- less resource if i do this much i'll have less resource i'll have less strength i'll have less energy or i'll just have less money or i'll have less you know whatever and so what we get in the habit of doing is we get thinking we we, we and you know, i've been told this for years you know as as a christian well you know when you you do this and you got to go get recharged up again you got to da 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 and i'm not saying there's not value to you know, going and be being filled with the Holy Spirit and everything else. But you understand that he says in this verse that when I'm waiting upon the Lord, I exchange my strength for a different kind of strength. It's like, it's like right now, you know, in my garage, I have drills that have batteries, you know, I have battery, battery powered drills. And I have all kinds of different sizes of batteries. I have ones that are for, you know, uh, you know, like whatever, one amp hour all the way to four amp hour or whatever. I have, I have, uh, you know, um, I, I have, you know, bigger batteries and smaller batteries for different things. Uh, you know, we have a, you know, the battery that fits on the leaf blower, big old fat batteries, you know, fits on the leaf blower. But you see, one of the things that's true about all those batteries, no matter how big those batteries are, eventually they're going to drain out. Eventually. Based on use, or even based on the funny thing is about a battery, is you can just not even use it, and it'll it'll drain. It'll just drain eventually. And and it also mean, it also depends on the climate it's in. You know, in, in of course, in my garage, it's not even conditioned at all, and I live in Colorado. So in the wintertime, I have to go out and charge those batteries pretty often because just the cold weather alone will drain the batteries, even if I don't even use them at all. The drain the, the cold weather will drain those batteries really fast sometimes if I just don't if I don't even use them. But you understand I have to get those recharged. Well, that's how most people most Christians they perceive their life to be is that they they have a battery they 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 drain down and they get recharged they go back to god da 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 but here it says we can actually intertwine ourselves together so so tightly with god that 
we will never run out. We literally give him opportunity to be in our lives in such a way that no matter how much we run, no matter how much we walk, we don't grow weary, don't faint. Praise God. We literally will soar like the eagles. We will mount up as wings as eagles. And you know, I heard one time that 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 there are certain eagles that uh, that they actually they they are the strongest right before they die. That they literally can fly higher, fly faster, soar farther farther the older they get. They just get stronger and stronger as they go. And uh, and I don't think it's true of every eagle, but I just happened to watch a documentary on a certain eagle, and and they they talked about this one eagle that. That's what it was like. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true of all eagles, but still it made sense with this verse because I'm like, oh, so so literally he intends for us, like like Paul said, that we will finish our course with joy. It says we will finish our course with joy and the ministry. Now, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? That means that I, I should not have an expectation of, of crossing the finish line, like being exhausted and falling into the arms of Jesus, you know, when I get to heaven. No, I should, I should, the, the last step on this earth is going to be my strongest step. I will stride into heaven and I will be actually gaining ground when, I, when I'm going. I will be getting faster and faster because I will wait upon the Lord and renew my strength. Now, notice this, the, the very next verse in verse uh, 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 chapter 41, verse 1, it's the very next verse. Even though the chapters are split, the idea doesn't split. And then he says, so, so he talks about waiting upon the Lord, and then he says, keep silence before me, O islands, and let the people renew their strengths, their strength. Let them come near, then let them speak. Let us come near together to judgment. Now, this is honestly, when I was reading this years ago, this changed my whole prayer life because I realized he didn't stop the subject. He literally says, and he goes, he goes, let the people renew their strength. Let them come near, then let them speak. He goes, let us come near together to judgment. So here he's, he's literally saying, hey, you're not ready to speak until we've you've bound together with me. You're not ready to speak until you've renewed your strength. Until you're speaking from strength, don't speak yet. This is huge. Because so many times we just we pray so quickly because we're we're we, you know we're we're praying from a place of need or crisis or fear or want or desire or something, but we're not praying from strength. We're not actually allowing our mouth to be a conduit of strength into the earth. And and Jesus here, I mean, excuse me, the, our Father here, he says, he says, first come, let the people draw near to me. Draw near to me. And then let them renew their strength. Then let them speak. It goes then, and then, that, after that, he goes, let us, us and him, right? We, us and him together, come near together to judgment. He goes, I want to judge this thing with you. Whatever the situation is, whatever the, the, the problem is, whatever, the, whatever's going on, you know, that's, that's not, that's not in line with the word of God. God wants to judge it with us. He literally gave us authority in this earth so that he could be with us to judge things. And I tell you, there's so many times we're just so quick to, like I said, you know, whatever, Shunday, Humba, whatever, start speaking in tongues. I love speaking in tongues and I love speaking the word. But I need to. I need to learn. The first thing I do is I renew my strength. The first thing I do is I get with Him. The first thing I do is I. Ref- I, I begin to magnify Him, and I begin to, to just lift Him up. I begin to actually extol how huge He is, and I, I put back into into my awareness how big God is. That He is not a man. He is not like Santa Claus. He is not just an, as somebody on this earth that is 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 limited in power. He is the Almighty God. And go back and read. Go back and read Isaiah forty. Get it, get fire up about how big God is. Begin to 
magnify him get this out of your mouth and and bind yourself together with him and that's how we change our strength we don't just get built up in the same old natural strength we literally exchange our strength natural for supernatural earthly for godly and now suddenly we're walking in his strength and then we can speak from that place now it's me and him seated with him in heavenly places looking down into the earth speaking from earth into heaven instead of pleading for him to change change the change the earth i'm not pleading from heaven i'm literally speaking from authority with god judging it together and i have seen this play out in my life so many times and i have to i have to you know practice this a lot where i don't speak so quickly i speak you know jesus didn't speak you know all kinds of ways. He, he spoke to the storm one time. He spoke to sickness and disease one time. You know, he, he knew he was not on the earth to, to, uh, you know, ask God to move on his behalf. He knew he was on the earth so that he could actually move on God's behalf so that he could literally speak from heaven. You know, even though he's standing on the earth, he could speak from heaven into the earth and he could only, he could do what he saw his father do. And he could say what he heard his father say. And he did it from that authority and that strength. And it comes from this place of relationship where we, we just take time every day, begin to magnify God, begin to, to know who you are with him and bind yourself together with him. So that way we can renew our strength and then we can speak to the mountain. And if you go back and read the rest of chapter 41, because that's when the, the, the father literally says, and I'm going to give them mouths that will be like threshing instruments, and they will thresh the mountains like chaff. They And so when Jesus is talking in Mark chapter 11 about speaking to the mountain, he's talking to the, about this verse. And he's going, he's going if after you renew your strength, here's what's going to happen. Your mouth will be like a threshing instrument. It will be like a harvesting tool, and it will actually thresh the mountains, and they'll become like chaff, praise God. So, but that, that, that comes from waiting upon the Lord. It comes from being very accurate actively intertwining ourselves together with him. So, Father, we just thank you for this truth. We thank you, Lord God, that and we just choose to grow in this, Lord God. We choose to exercise this. We don't want it just to be another thing that we agree with. We just choose, Lord God, to put this in action in our life today, Lord God. And we just, even if we don't know how to bind ourselves together with you, you can lead us into that. So we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into this truth and lead us into how to bind ourselves together with you, how, Father God, to exchange our strength and how to speak from that place. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.